On today's show, it's all kinds of all over the place. We got Kyle Lowry rumors. We got Dragic rumors. We got front office. We got coaching rumors, coaching assistant rumors, all kinds mm. of stuff. We'll get into it today on Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. Lemon, it's Wednesday. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The rumor wrangler. The one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? It's, it's the best time of the year. This is what we're made for. This is what we were created for was <laughs> <laughs> these two weeks of NBA draft, NBA free agency. It's trade. You know, we have like two different type of trade season. Trade deadline is always a lot of fun. This is trade season two. It's it's so much fun. There's literally rumors dropping. Feels like every other hour around the league. Just hook it up to our veins. Let's do this. 100% hook it up to our veins. The draft is going to be absolutely incredible. I got the chance to go to WFAA Studios today in Dallas to check out. Look at this, baby. Look at this set right here. This is a real set. If you're watching on YouTube, this is a real set that Locked On is going to be streaming a show from tomorrow. Subscribe to the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. Follow Locked On Network on Twitter to be able to watch the show. It's also going to be broadcast on every single Tegna website. So the WFAA website will be up there as well. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, it was a, a pleasure to go and check it out to see it. Uh, Chad Ford will be on it. He, that's the one place Chad Ford will be. We were talking today. I finally got to meet Chad Ford and talk about uh, some rumors, some stuff like that, all kinds of stuff. So it was really good. Uh, Rafael Barlow is going to be on there as well as John Corrales. It's uh, it's great, and it's going to be awesome. Go watch it on the Lockdown NBA YouTube channel. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into our topics today. We're going to be talking all about the rumors. Uh, let's start with Kyle Lowry. That seems to be the big rumor. We've been talking about him for days now. So if you don't yeah. know where we stand, uh, this is a good episode for you because we're going to be talking about Kyle Lowry again. From Mark Stein, the Mavs post-draft focus, sources say, will be the pursuit of Kyle Lowry along with Miami, New Orleans, and Philadelphia and their bid to re-sign Tim Hardaway Jr. Dallas was initially expected to wait and see if Kawhi Leonard gave any indication that he was open to leaving the Clippers, but the Mavericks have moved off those plans. First of all, the Mavericks moving off the plans for Kawhi Leonard, who we talked about as the next Dwight Howard, and only in the sense that the Mavericks waited on Dwight Howard in 2014-2013, missed on a bunch of guys, missed on Andre Dallas specifically, who was on J.J. Reddick's podcast and talked about missing out. This is a change in strategy. This is a change in approach for the Dallas Mavericks we have not seen. And these are the kinds of things when we talk about, we don't know how this front office operates now. We don't know how this coaching staff operates now because for so long, for as long as Isaac and I have covered this team, it has been... Carlisle sees centers this way. Carlisle sees playmakers this way. Donnie Nelson sees, you know, the draft this way. Donnie Nelson sees international prospects this way. They see, you know, free agency this way. It's always been a specific way, and now it's not. And this 
right here for Mark Stein is a change for the Mavericks. At least if this is tr to be true, right? This is the this is big misinformation time. I, I'm not saying that Mark Stein is saying something false. I'm saying that everybody's throwing stuff out there. How many rumors have you guys seen all over the place? Just this and that and this and that. And the Shea Gilchrist-Alexander in six for number one and all that kind of stuff getting thrown out there. But if this is true, Isaac, then all of a sudden this is a change for the Mavericks from the past. Even well, from Danny Green, right? Even we, yeah. from most recently, we saw them wait on Danny Green and miss out on a bunch of guys. Well, yeah. I mean, they could very well do the same thing with Kyle Lowry and wait on Kyle Lowry to make a decision. So it's not Why about you got to bring us down already. I was, I was ready to get excited. It's not about the waiting for a certain free agent, even like a Danny Green. It's the, it's the big name, big fish. Oh, that it's either the big fish or we're picking up scraps at the very end. That's what we were. A lot of people were scared about the Kawhi thing, but you know all the different reports and Woj on TV and people on podcasts, Zach Lowe and Mark Stuff. Like it feels like everyone is kind of this consensus right now of, hey, there's no reason that Kawhi is going to leave the Clippers. It's a lot of people just thought you know that was in the bag. You know anyway, feels like it's that way now. And for Dallas to even have this, you know, for Stein to say that and. You know, yeah, in the past would have been all right. He might, he's probably going back. You know what we're gonna do? We're still gonna try to get it, make our pitch, spend our you know the opening hours of free agency on that. So, I mean, take whatever you want to. I mean, I, I was obviously very clear on I didn't think they should go after Kawhi in the first place, and so this was welcome news to me. I I enjoyed this. I glad I, I <laughs> gladly uh, read the those news. But the bigger thing in that was the Kyle Lowry thing. You know, we have talked about him so much on this podcast for months and weeks and <laughs> years. years we've talked about years, years for Kyle Lowry <laughs> yes of uh, how he'd be a great fit in Dallas and how much we want him here but just to see that Dallas is you know so many of these teams are angling for Kyle Lowry and that tells you that you know there's a reason why because all these teams believe that Kyle Lowry can make a difference but that Dallas is one of those teams that's trying to make that space happen they want to bring you know him and Tim Hardaway in but can they put a competitive offer on the table that's going to match some of these other teams out there that can match a New Orleans? We joked yesterday, would New Orleans say 35 a year? I mean, that's crazy to think about, but is that is that what it's going to take for us a, a smaller market like New Orleans to get a Kyle Lowry compared to, you know, 20 to 25 from a, another franchise out there? It could be a title contender. Yeah, absolutely. So there are ways also, and, and in this, they talked about, um, you know, also wanting to re-sign Tim Hardaway Jr. You know, so the Mavericks are going to pursue Kyle Lowry and the bid to re-sign Tim Hardaway Jr. So in doing that, if we think both these guys are going to get, let's say Tim gets, what, 15 to 18, Kyle Lowry gets 25 to 30, you got to move somebody. You got to do something with some of these guys. Uh, you can't just sign these guys straight up like that. So there's going to have to be some kind of move. So we've been thinking if we see the Mavericks do what the Pelicans just did sort of and try and make some kind of cap clearing move, then maybe that's a signal or an indication that they're really going after this and they're really going to try to do something like that uh, because there has to be some kind of movement if they're going to try to do both of those things. Exactly. So you look at, you know, the, the, candidates for uh, as far as a trade like that you look at josh richardson has the you know the the player option around 11 million dollars if they're sitting there talking to josh right now before the draft saying okay you want to opt in then this is where we're going to send you on draft night and he knows if he opts in he gets to kind of like choose that right because even if he doesn't want to go to that place does he want the money 
but he's going to have to go to blank team, whatever that team is. Or if he doesn't like that team, he's going to opt out, which is a win for the Mavericks anyway, too, <laughs> because then, you know, he's either way, he's probably not going to be on the roster next year. So one thing on Josh Richardson, does the coach change anything? Uh, I, I think that ship's just sailed. Okay. Um, probably. So that's why it's like, I know like a trade, like, what do you want for Josh Richardson? Like, let's just say they're going into draft night saying, all right, he's, he's opting into $11 million. That's for sure. We, if their main focus is we want to get off the $11 million for Josh Richardson, like what will the fan base be okay with? Like, and I'll, I'll just say this. If right now it, or if on draft night, we get a notification on our phone and it's, Josh Richardson's been traded to the Raptors for pick 46 in the second round. And it's just that. Is the fan base happy at that point? Because immediately when I see that, it's like, okay, they're just going to take a flyer second rounder. It's going to be on the summer league team. We don't know if they're going to be on the roster. He'll be in training camp. But it's a, it's a salary cap dump too. But they also traded for Josh by giving up Seth Curry. I know there'll be a portion of the fan base saying, we gave up Seth for nothing at this point a year later. I, how would the fan base take that if they just dumped Richardson's $11 million for a second-round pick on draft night? Honestly, I think fans would be okay with it. I, they've, they've so moved on from Josh Richardson, and like the trade is so far and away you know, uh, like a failure on, in that sense that I think it's it, just to move on from it and cut ties I think it is fine now. Um, yeah, so which which really stinks, man. Like He should have been yeah. the guy that fit really well in this team and the, the you know, if if was a fifth, <laughs> right? Like, but there's also there's also there. other contracts too. Dallas could, you know, Josh is the obvious one because it didn't work, didn't fit, and everything, and the expiring contract. But where it gets even more crazy for Dallas is if some of these dames that we've seen wearing a Mavericks jersey for so long, if Dallas goes out on draft night and trades a Dwight Powell or trades a Maxi, somebody like that, and in addition to Josh or you know one of those guys, and we're like. Whoa, like we're not used to seeing these guys being traded, but we also don't know how, how this coaches staff or front office views this current roster, even though they're saying the right things in interviews. So there's a lot of different ways Dallas could create some more flexibility on draft night. Absolutely. We'll talk about how they can do that. It's a couple other more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They sent me a giant package that we will be eating. They are sponsoring our Locked On NBA Draft Show. So they sent it to me so I could bring it to the the draft room. It's not not just they sent me that specific one. The Grasshopper Cookie, they sent me a whole package of that, which I'm excited to to test out. You'll see it on our set. Get a Built Bar today. The Mid Brownie is always solid. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar. You can go get them today. The Toffee Almond Bar is back if you're interested in that. Uh, those are two flavors that I kind of like separately, but maybe not necessarily together. But together in a Built Bar, it works. Go check it out. Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more rumors we got so many things going around anything else from we've talked about kyle lowry a lot but if anybody hasn't heard us if you guys are listening for the first time kyle lowry would make this mavericks team i believe a championship contender he would bring the fire he would bring the leadership the the veteran experience he would bring uh functionally as a point guard as a secondary creator he would bring everything the mavericks have been looking for for two off seasons we've been trying to check some of these boxes and he would check all of them 
He and, is older. Yeah. He's going to be 35, but still, we just saw Chris Paul at, you know, what, same age or older, like just pull off a, a you know title run, and he had to do more than what the Mavericks would ask Kyle Lowry to do. Yeah, and, and it, it depends on, obviously, the length of that deal, too. I, I think where it gets a little tricky is the, you know, I think um, – you know, we've had all things Mavs on this pod before, and he put out the other day on Twitter of, uh, you know, would you give three years, 90 million to Lowry? Yeah. And that's the one where you, like you start thinking more, right? Like I'm down for some high, you know, high salary, two year deals. It's the three year. It's a gosh, I don't think anybody's doing a four year. I could be wrong, but that's where somebody like the Pelicans could come in and say, hey, we're going to have to outbid somebody. What if the Pelican says, hey, we'll give you four for 100? It's like, you know, or uh, two, you know, two for 70. And it's like, they're probably going to have to overpay to get Kyle Lowry because other teams out there who don't even have cap space are going to be making a run to it in the sign and trade options with Toronto. But the difference between, you know, four or, you know, whatever, four for whatever with the Pelicans and the Mavericks is going to be Nico Harrison and Jason Kidd. Can those guys hold up their end of the bargain and make Ma- the Mavericks and, you know, Dallas become more attractive by their relationships by the way that they can sell the team, right? This is where they're going to, you know, bake and butter their bread in yeah. free agency and convincing guys like this to come and play for the Mavericks. So this is, this is a big test. I think first to, you know, to start their tenure. Uh, can yeah. I, I want to point out something real quick. You, you said something about Jason kid. I know yesterday we talked, we, we talked about the Memphis New Orleans trade and Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe did play one year for Jason kid in Milwaukee. He is kind of an expiring contract with that $3 million guaranteed after, you know, this coming season. I'm just, I'm just saying that if it's, if there is some type of iteration of a deal to where even if he gets bought out, he has a relationship with Jason. I don't know what type, you know, if that's great or not, but like he's at least played for Jason Kidd before. If, you know, we're a week down the road, whatever it is, it's like that. I'm just saying, Zach Lowe called him a a souped-up Patrick Beverly today. Like, you almost have to look at Eric Bledsoe in a different vein. He's not this, you know, go out and score 20 points guy anymore, right? He's not your knockdown shooter guy. But he is going to play some solid defense, right? So, I think he could, if you look at him in a different way, like, he's not a max player, he's but he's a, a really good role player. If you look at him like that, then possibly it would be better for the Mavericks uh, to have him than he would be for a team like the, the Bucks, who asked him to do a little bit more shot creation than he was probably good for. And so I'm, I'm curious if that is he the next iteration of the DeLon Wright, Josh Richardson, Eric Bledsoe, uh, you know, if, if some of these other moves don't work out. But, yeah, that would be an interesting one for sure. Um, is he that, better than Josh Richardson right now? Uh, the way Josh Richardson played last year, yeah, I think so. But yeah. probably close okay. <laughs> at this point. Um John Hollinger also mentioned in the Kyle Lowry stuff that Dallas is trying to clear room to get a leg up, Mm. uh, talking about Kyle Lowry. So all these teams, we just saw the Pelicans make their big move. Uh, What are let's just let's just speculate. What are some of these moves that the Mavericks could make to get a leg up? And what they're talking about is clearing more cap space, right? I mean, there's is there any other version of this where they're doing something else? They're bringing they're bringing in. Lowry's friend, like he doesn't have brothers that could add to their G League team. Right? <laughs> what well, else? What else could they do? If I, if I was going to try to do a move like that, the first thing I would do is hire a capologist, somebody that knows how to do hey. uh, cap numbers and everything. And there's a guy in uh, Brooklyn who is great at that. Whenever assembling a team uh, full of stars and 
This is from Bleacher Report. Jake Fisher. Dallas was targeting a CBA, uh, C, C, yeah, CBA. I almost said CBD. CBA minded lieutenant to join new president of basketball operations, Nico Harrison. The Mavericks have hired Brooklyn Nets official Andrew Baker, a respected salary cap strategist, for a senior role in Dallas's new front office. Sources tell Bleacher Report. Uh, that's great. He just made the Harden, KD, and uh, Kyrie thing work somehow, and kept some of those guys and all that. And so uh, they needed that. And, and those those grumblings have been there for a little bit, even right after the Nico hire. You know, I remember Tim Cato being one of the first people saying, hey, I wouldn't I wouldn't count out another front office hire taking place at some point. And uh, yeah, just some conversation here and there. It's like, OK, well, if they're, they're going to do it, they, they're probably going to do it pretty soon. Bam, news came of that, so even though that's not official official. But so what are some of the potential moves for Dallas? Well, one more thing. Yeah. Hey, what? Are you still in my bit? <laughs> well, you 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 threw in the one more thing on this, and I wanted to. I actually wanted to bring this up today, and since we already went into it, uh, so the Mavericks have added now Andrew Baker, CBA, you know, respected CBA capologist, uh, which is redundant, but still. Uh, and they've also are on the verge. They're they're oh, on like the one yard of the one yard line to add Igor Kokoshkov. Who is you know who some a couple of listeners have, have DM'd me and messaged him uh, as he's one of the best X's and O's coaches in all of Europe. They messaged so, him like they him? messaged me. They messaged, oh. messaged me and was <laughs> was bragging on him and talking about how how good he is and the way he worked with Luca and the way that he focused on Luca and Dragic and made them the best players and all that. I think that uh, the Mavericks are checking some boxes as far as concerns we had when Nico Harrison and Jason Kidd specifically were added to were added to the, you know the front office and the coaching staff. When Jason Kidd was added, what were the things that we said? Do we know if he's a good X's and O's guy, right? Do we know if those teams in Brooklyn and Milwaukee, were they better when he was on there? Uh, what can he bring to the table? You know, a lot of insiders and people said that, I don't know if Jason Kidd is the best coach X's and O's wise. They add Igor, who's one of the best X's and O's coaches in Europe. They, they bring him over. He has a relationship with Luca. It's a perfect fit. Now, it's not official, but it's on the, they are on the verge of doing that. And now the other question with Nico was, well, this is a shoe guy. He has relationships, but does he know the cap? Is he just going to be throwing stuff against the wall and seeing if it works and then getting slapped on the wrist because it doesn't work in the CBA? They bring in a guy now that does that. And so I think that those these are two positive moves that check some of our concerns when Nico and Jason Kidd were hired. For sure. I, I, mean, I think so far, I mean, yeah, well, anyway. Let's see how these next like weeks are. I don't want to go in on. You did the opposite of one more thing just there. You did one less thing. One less thing. Let's one, one less thing. So we were talking about Kyle Lowry. Now to go back from our segue, the Mavericks are trying to clear room to get a leg up. Last couple of minutes yeah. here. Let, let's uh let's get into what are some of those moves that could happen uh, that the Mavericks could pull off to clear some more space. Well, I think you look at the teams in the second round and you say, okay, well, there's no way some of these teams are going to take all the all the draft picks and. I mean, you got to find teams who will have salary cap space, you know, this coming summer to absorb one of those contracts. This is obviously something that's not going to happen on draft night because you got to wait for the new season to start for them to have cap space to be able to take the player. So it'd be one of those like, hey, we agreed to this type of deal. But just look at different teams in the second round who have multiple draft picks in that second round. So, I mean, OKC has three second round picks. I, I mean, and three first round picks are they really bringing six rookies to the to their training camp probably yes. not they have zero centers <laughs> they need somebody uh charlotte you know has a couple brooklyn has 
Brooklyn has three second rounders, which they're probably not a salary dump type of location, but like Toronto has two second rounders. Like I sell this because there's so many teams. New Orleans has multiple second rounders. There's all these teams in the second round that have two to three second round picks. There's no way they're taking all of those. Now they could obviously draft people and stash, you know, stash them overseas somewhere, but that's, those are the type of teams where if Dallas comes calling and says, Hey, can we give this is just one example. You can off, obviously target a player who has maybe a, a a non-guaranteed, you know, small number going into next season. Target a player like that to where you don't even have to guarantee their whole contract. But that's the type of move I'm looking at a draft night. I'm saying, what's a team that's trying to shop off on these draft picks that Dallas comes in and says, All right, we'll give you basically this player for a second round pick and maybe a minimum guy or something like that, and it clears up an extra ten to twelve million. Who are those players? I mean, Josh Richardson is kind of one we've I thought already. You're going to let me off the hook on this. But. No, they've already penciled in as him maybe turning down his option. So if he picks it up, that's money you still got to get rid of before you can have that max cap space to add, you know, Kyle Lowry at 30 million or something like that. Uh, I think Dwight Powell is a, is a big question yeah. mark because that's a guy that Rick Carlisle really, really liked and, you know, worked really well in his system. Is Jason Kidd's system going to be the same? Now, part of it doesn't change because Luca works really well with these. Uh, you know, really good rim runners, and Dwight Powell is, is one of the best, but 11 million is a lot for a guy that just rim runs. And so I, I'm curious if, if that's a guy. Uh, he does have two years left, so the Mavericks may have to, you know, add some something to him to be able to get off of that. Uh, but maybe another team is interested in him. Yeah. I mean, it's Josh Richardson, it's Dwight Powell, it's Maxi. You know, outside of that, you know, it, you're not getting, you know, you're not, you're not clearing up a ton of space. Even if you don't, you, you try to trade Dorian Finney Smith. I love Dorian. It That's would, 4 million, right? Yeah. So I mean, I think he's more valuable on the team as a three D guy. Exactly. Like, to remove he, his $4 million. You want a guy like that on your team. I mean, you want all these guys, but like for that cost, Willie Colley style is a team option. He was working out at the facility the other day. That that really doesn't mean a ton to me. I know some people are like, Oh, he worked out. That means he's, you know, they Miles the Turner option. works out at the facility. He doesn't play <laughs> for the team. So does my tail. My tails have it all, you know, like, you know, Brunson that he makes one point. So it's really those three guys, Dwight, obviously we're not talking about KP in this scenario. That's a whole different ball game, but yeah, you know, Dwight, Josh and Maxi, and especially for Dwight and Maxi, this goes into the conversation that we've said before. We don't know what the coaching staff in this new front office, how they feel about him, like how they feel about Maxi. How they feel about Dwight Powell? How they feel about these? How they feel about Jalen Brunson? Like we don't know. Yeah. Do, do they view Jalen Brunson as like a long-term potential, you know, point guard next to Luke, or you know, guard next to Luca, or they think he's a sixth man, or do they think he's like an eighth or ninth man that they try to like move this offseason? I don't know. Like we just don't know how this front office and coaching staff views the the roster at the moment. Absolutely. There you go. We will get into some more. Coming up, but before we do, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto is the perfect place to go and check out what kind of parts they have for your car. Go, and if you don't know what a car is, go find it out. Go figure out what year to make the model and all that. If you don't know that, there's a problem there, or maybe you stole it. But if you know your car, go there and check at rockauto.com. The year, the make, the model, all that stuff. It'll lead you down a pretty easy-to-use website, an easy-to-use interface where you can just look at the different options available. You go check that. 
Go see all the parts available for your car or truck, and rockauto.com prices are always reliably low for every single customer, not just the professionals, but the do-it-yourselfers as well. So go check that out. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? They know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Isaacaris, let's get into some more. Goran Dragic has been mentioned now with the Dallas Mavericks. We mentioned him a little bit earlier talking about Igor being added to the coaching staff. Luka, obviously the connection there, the Slovenian connection. But according to Brian Windhorst of ESPN, Dragic could end up on the open market if the Heat need cap space. He is another one of those desired veteran point guards and has lots of fans in front offices, including in New Orleans and Dallas where countryman Luka Doncic plays. Again, from Brian Windhorst of ESPN. Thoughts on Goran Dragic for all of our Slovenian listeners out there. Shout out. Yeah, you know, I, I think for him, he's just he's the backup of backups. You know, it, it's the high school situation to where you have the 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 prom date that you really want to take to prom. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to try my best. I'm going to ask in this like elaborate way. And if they say no, then in the back of your mind, you're like, all what right. a clear cap space for this, for this prom date. <laughs> all right. I have my backup option. I know if they say no, then I can go uh, to this person. Hopefully, they'll go to prom with me. I think for, for Dallas, and I could be wrong on this. I think is, for Dallas, he's like the third option. Is Dragic the friend that you like has been in your friend group? You're like, okay, we'll go as friends. You know, like I know there's nothing romantic between us, but at least we'll go as friends and have a good time. Or is Dragic... The cousin that you're like, I don't want to like this. This cousin doesn't go to the school, but I at least want to go with somebody. So I'm going to bring my cousin. Is which one is he? No, this isn't Kentucky. This is <laughs> <laughs> what this is a this is the friend in the friend group that has always been a friend. You know, hold, you on, hold on, we can't get past that. You grew up in Kentucky. I know. I Anybody know. you know went to prom with their cousin. <laughs> <laughs> no, you always have those weird, the re- weird situation where like somebody and they're like, I don't know, that's like 31 going to prom. Like what, what, why are you at prom? <laughs> and, uh, but no, it's, you know, for, for Dragic, especially at Dallas, that was you know, way too specific a story for it to be false. I, th- I think it's, it's this hierarchy of like Lowry's to know. <laughs> <It's a> la- <laughs> um, Lowry's number one target. I would say, do you have the Mike Conley nugget too for the the rumor for that? Or I wouldn't say rumor, but the report of that, how Dallas is. <laughs> no, I have the drop. I do not have the quote. Uh, how Dallas, you know, is interested in Mike Conley too. Like, it's pretty evident Dallas wants a veteran playmaker alongside Luka Doncic, whether it's Lowry, Mike Conley, Dragic. And that's the order that I would put it in. I think Lowry's still the clear favorite. I think Conley would be the next move after that. We got to see what Utah, um, you know, it's going to do to shed some money off that tax bill to get Conley back. But I think if both those guys are off the table, they, you know, is there some type of, you know, familiar, familiar, whatever, uh, T with, uh, for Dragic of, they know they haven't like a back pocket type of, Hey, let's call Goran, Igor, Luca, you know, come in and have some fun. Let's rekindle the, uh, Euro basket. With Igor, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And and Dragic may not co- he may cost less to come play for Dallas because he finally wants to come and reunite with them. Uh, and so I'm I'm curious that F- familiarity, familiarity, familiarity. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm I'm curious what it would cost. And so I'm I'm curious. We maybe should do some like 
this would take some cap work, but like best case, you know, scenario, second best case scenario for, you know, the Mavericks if we we're going through some of this. But and I think that would be the order and how much they cost too. Like I, I think Lowry costs the most out of those three. Then Mike Conley a, a notch before that. I, I think Dragic is a def, definitely a step below that as far as like salary, you know, goes. Is 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 Dragic getting twenty million a year? I don't know. Like, but could Dragic? He's not get, getting twenty million a year now. Yeah, but like, could could Dragic get fifteen? Will Will New Orleans overpay for him if they miss out on everybody? I don't know. We'll see though. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, I mean, Chris Paul would be on this list too. We think he's going to go back to the Sun, so that's why we're not mentioning Chris Paul. Uh, you know, Kyle, you know, Lowry, Conley, Dragic. The other point guards in this are like Dennis Schroeder. So like, you take a step down, right? Would you say Dragic is a step above Schroeder? Interesting. That's tough, right? Because they check different boxes. Um, I mean, I would, I would still take Dragic. Yeah, because I think he would. I think he would cost less. Come in, ex- yeah. you know, shorter term deal, and yeah, there's that connection there already. There is a risk, you know. You're gonna have to hand out a a decent chunk of money to to Schroeder, and so the other point guards are like Lonzo Ball, who's like sort of a point guard, not really. Devontae Graham's a restricted free agent, um, and then we have start- the Lonzo, you know, conversation, right? Of you know, so let's just say New Orleans says, "Hey, we'll give you thirty-five for Lowry." You know, thirty-five to Lowry, and Lowry's like, "Well, crap, I can't turn down thirty-five for the next right. two years," and they have to just let Lonzo go. Lonzo's on the open market, and man, I, yeah, I think Lonzo is gonna. I'm excited to see where he goes, and I think a lot of teams will be very interested. There was a a small uh, snippet of Zach Lowe's conversation with Gavoni and oh, I listened to that today. Yeah. Mike Schmitz to where that, yeah. they were talking about Lonzo, just his free agency. And he didn't say the Mavericks or anybody by name, but he but. said, he said, there are teams across the league who have bigger, taller point guard playmakers, <laughs> you know, that run their <laughs> offense that have, that have asked him, you know, what would a fit next to, you know, what Lonzo fit with our team look like? What do you think? Um, there's only so many teams, you know, that fit that definition, but it's the Mavericks. Uh, are we counting the Sixers in that? The Lakers. I mean, they already know him. Yeah. I mean, there's not too many more <laughs> than that. That's true. True. Um, whatever team signs Andre Drummond. And so that's the, I just wonder, I just wonder what Lonzo's market will be, how much it, it will cost, what what he wants, you know, to where if a team like the Clippers try to do a sign and trade or a team like Dallas comes in or, you know, does does he want like more money or does he want a younger team that he can have a bigger role in like a, you know, like Chicago or something like that or like New York says, hey, come run our whole offense in New York City. Like, I, I don't know, but I, I will say there's one coach <laughs> Who said that he was number one on on their draft board and it, who who really likes him, and that's Rick Carlisle. And uh, let's see if Indiana Pacers make a move for Alonzo Ball this offseason. That would be interesting, guys. There you go. Go listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft. Still a great show to check out. Some of these guys, some of these prospects to hear from Chad Ford, from Rafael Barlow, to hear from our boy Richard Stamen, Mavs Draft about them. To hear the Locked On NBA hosts make the picks again. Go follow Locked On Network on Twitter and Locked On NBA on YouTube to be able to watch our live draft show. It's going to be awesome, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Oh, to get past. 
Propelic, and now he throws it off the backboard, and Dragic, Dragic explodes again. to the other end. Nice Behind pass. the back pass, Doncic.